you know, I think it's pretty much undisputed that Kawhi Leonard is a top three or four player in the NBA right now. Um, based on what he did in this postseason, 2019, the way he had that run, uh, the numbers that he put up, the performances that he had, um, and the circumstances that he was put in and what he made of them, I think he's top three in the world clean. Um, you know, and uh, you have to put him in that group, right? But it's funny to me when a guy gets a trophy, how, you know, people and, and there's people in the media and the, a lot of fans, you know, they start jumping a guy up on the all-time list just like that. Like a week before the NBA Finals, 2019 NBA Finals, Game 6, you know, Kawhi Leonard might have been considered maybe a top 10 small forward of all time, maybe top 15, you know, and then based on that right there, the moment this guy gets the trophy, he gets put in the top five small forward ever conversation just like that. I'm like, whoa, he got that much better in a week? You know, it's it's funny because people don't actually look at the talent, the length of a run, how long a guy's been doing it, especially today. There's a recency bias. So they just, hey, all time right away. I'm like, yo, Kawhi's in his second elite year. This is Kawhi's. He has a ways to go before you can even start having conversations about where he ranks all time, right? It's just so, like, this is his second elite year as a go-to guy, right? And I'm telling you right now, he's top three in the world to me. You know, I'd put him there. And you can't just, like, a guy gets a trophy handed to him, a finals MVP. This comes back to my thing about trophies don't represent ability. And Kawhi, you know, in this situation, it's funny because he actually has the ability so in this case, a top three guy actually got the trophy, you know, just like Kevin Durant was the best player in the world, and he so happened to win finals MVPs back-to-back with the titles. You know, it made sense. This was great. But, you know, on an all-time basis, how are you going to rank How are you gonna rank Kawhi Leonard over Paul Pierce, Tracy McGrady, and Carmelo Anthony, who all had at least an eight-year run in the prime at that position where they were torching teams night after night after night after night? You know, it comes... There comes a point in a career for an all-time or all-world talent like a Kawhi where, and, and this happened with the Kobe's, this is what makes the Jordan, LeBron, um, you know, uh, Carmelo, T-Mac, and Pierce, and these guys so special because they got to a point where their wrath was so dominant and it was so lengthy and they were so, it was so established how unstoppable they are offensively that by the year 5-6, there was always a guy on the opposing team saying, standing up, a defensive guy saying, yo, I got him tonight, or I got Melo tonight, or I got Kobe tonight. It was usually the team's best defender who took pride in defending that guy for that night and tried to make his life a living hell. This was after years of him killing the league and torching the league, year after year after year. Um, you know, you saw guys like Patrick Beverly got up for KD now, a guy who's established all-time great, arguably best scorer ever. You used to see Shane Battier or Ron Artest get up for Kobe Bryant, you know, and you see it, you've seen it time and time again. Um, Deshaun Stevenson, I remember him being hyped to guard LeBron and I think it was 08. You know, the, the list goes on and on. But the, what my point is that these guys had numerous years, year after year after year after year, where they were this unstoppable force offensively. And by then you were like, okay, I'm, I'm no longer just in awe. I figured this out. I've studied it. I've spent nights preparing for this matchup. Kawhi hasn't hit that point yet. People are still getting used to him in this position. He has to do this for a few more years before you can even start ranking him in that convo. I mean, if it stops right now, sure. But he's got a ways to go. Like, as a go-to guy and as an elite superstar talent, this is his second year in that role. First one being 2016-17. Before that, he was still exiting his role player stage 
and being and and becoming a guy, uh, becoming into his own as a superstar guy, you know. And uh, this was a magical year. He won my country a chip. Love that guy's game. Love his progression. Love how he improved and how he's taking more shots and he's more aggressive and he's taking the onus upon himself to take games over and allowing his game to match his hype. But you got years to go before you can start throwing him in all-time combos at that position. It is a stacked position. And I'm talking talent. I ain't looking at hardware. And there's guys that have the hardware too. But, you know, he and he's in a great position because like that, that point I'm making about guys that have been tested, he's now with Paul George, which is what makes the Clippers so scary because you got two guys to prepare for. Um, good luck with that one. Uh, and PG's another guy, by the way. Like, PG's been killing since 2012, 2013, 14. Like, People sleep on how long his run's already been. And I know Kawhi's got the hardware to show for it. But, you know, 